0: This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3184 for Thursday, the 15th of October 2020. Today's show is entitled, Linux in Laws Season 1, episode 15, It's Security and in Stick Insects. And is part of the series, Linux in Laws. It is hosted by Monochromec. And is about 56 minutes long. And carries a clean flag. The summary is, how to secure photos of your stick insect collection and more. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash (music) donate.
1: Thus, the content is not suitable for consumption in the workplace, especially when played back on a speaker in an open plan office or similar environments, any minors under the age of 35, or any pets, including fluffy little killer bunnies, your trusted guide dog, unless on speed, and cute T-Rexes or other associated dinosaurs. This is Linux In-Laws, Season 1, Episode 15. IT security and stick insects.
2: Hi, Hi Martin. Chris. How things are things? Are great and wonderful. How about yourself? Perfect.
1: How is the weather over there? Rain. Can't Can't complain. We're We're having a beautiful Indian summer with about <laughs> with, with about twelve. <laughs> yeah, t- rain. Okay, rain. yeah, that makes a change. We do <clears> yes <throat> for a change. Yeah, this is <coughs> what we borrowed from the UK, and I'm right? more than happy to oh, give you it do back walk now.
2: To make the beer, surely.
1: <laughs> well, we just bought it from
2: the UK. And we're, make, we're make, up making beer, a beer a is back. Back. That's, That's the, the deal, thing. right? Or I got Drinking beer <laughs> even more <laughs> 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 so. Cheers. There we go.
1: Well spotted, Martin. Well spotted. Yeah. How are things over there in the UK? Still struggling with something I called know, Brexit. You know. Are
2: you? Is it actually going ahead? Well, there you are various me. things going on, but uh, yeah, stop it. What?
1: What did Boris say last night during the tel- during the telco?
2: Which one? You had.
1: I thought you had regular telco. Yeah, I was thing about
2: coronavirus, no? Did, did he they, did they have, have a Brexit briefing? <laughs> not, you not you Brexit? Don't, I, don't, no, I don't think he has daily Brexit briefing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 I
3: thought you were oh, so going
2: to advise from yourself. See. The Dutch perspective, a, the Dutch yes. perspective well, sort of Maybe he should have done that a bit earlier. <laughs> It's a bit late now, isn't <laughs> <What>? it? bridge <laughs> <I didn't reach. laughs> mm.
1: Boris, if you're listening to this, not all is lost, just yeah. give Martin a ring. He'll sort you out. Yeah, Maybe. Way, yes. Okay. Okay, on, on, on to our favorite subject, Martin. Um Emma. Emma, sorry, we keep that for the, the feedback, Irish sorry. I
2: that mistake.
1: No, I'm, as a matter of fact, it's not. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> on to much more neutral ground. Okay. <laughs> I can still cut this out, I hope. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, um, Martin, um, for the um, esteemed listenership, Martin um, had the brilliant idea, and that this is not our ring for, for a change, um, of doing an episode on IT sec. So, Martin went ahead and prepared a couple of questions, and what we're going to do now, we're going to go through these questions one by one. Needless to say, this is all very theoretical, no practical strings attached. So, none of the following basically can be put into practice (laughs) on good use. You have been warned. Needless to say, don't try this at at home. Uh, well, I've only done a CSSP, a certified information security professional, a certified ethical hacker, a certified secure software lifecycle professional, and some other IT security accreditation. So, the, the, the so the following is purely yeah, we'll theoretical. Put it into
2: practice, no oh dear. And the rest, <laughs> I can't really talk about. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> right, let's crack on then. So. We have a imaginary character. Let's say I uh, I was I was going. Let's call, call him Martin <laughs> for a change. <laughs> Since I'm us. Fair enough. Let's call him Chris. So, Chris, Chris is uh, a uh, your average German living in Berlin. <laughs> England. <laughs>
3: Excellent, Martin. Your Keep German them coming.
2: In <laughs> Who uses the internet for shopping, for banking? What's what is the internet? What's the internet? Uh, okay. <laughs> the Chris Chris is not familiar with the internet, is he? <laughs> is internet, is he? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Do this, explain uh, more? <coughs> this uh, Chris has a um, at home. He has a telephone, and he has something called Wi-Fi, which he calls the internet and so he's bu- he uses this to right? buy stuff, see. to do his banking um, he's heard about uh, cryptocurrencies so he decided to, to put his spare few uh, Deutschmarks Mart in that Martin, I really that. think
1: we should call him Martin rather than Chris because
2: <laughs> this is much closer to home uh, no, I don't do any shopping online or bank
1: uh, sorry, right. I'm
2: just saying
1: Peter. Oh, let's call him Peter. Peter. As in Peter. As in Peter C. Yes. Is that, a, is that a German name? As in C. Period. No, but you see, um, uh, well, if we <laughs> call him Peter Carlo, he might be listening. Okay, so He might be Belgian. So Belgium. we just call him Peter C. That's okay. <laughs> okay <may> <laughs> Peter is a, is of course a Dutch name. Where? Come to think well,
2: of it. Well,
1: ah, as in P I E T E R. Peter Callow um, of Redis Labs fame, if you're listening, this is this is purely not unrelated, so Shall don't worry. About it. Don't get offended by no means. Model yes. Um, any any th- uh, let, Let's let's call her Emma.
2: Um, Emma. Emma doesn't do any online banking. Okay. She does cash cash only apparently.
1: Um, David. Let's, yes. let's call him David.
2: David. Right. For a so, change. Yes, da- David. It case. is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that leaves
1: us with Excellent. five minutes for the questions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right. What was his name? David. David. Go yes. ahead, Martin. Yes. What does the David right. do so and David why is concerned about anti-security? Shopping, banking, crypto, investments. Uh, and he has a uh, large collection of photographs of his beloved stick insects. Now, uh, animal. What are stick insects? No, they, are. they resemble Dead a ones? stick, so that's why they're called stick insects. Um, you, you you may never have seen Is one because you may have mistaken one for a or, something? <laughs> or stick. <laughs>
1: anyway, I see. This comes close to collecting coins and 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 collecting stamps, right? In terms of riv- well, riveting yeah, adventures, even
2: harder to misplace, especially if you let oh, the garden. <laughs> the coins and stamps. I'm sure.
1: So you collect so them, but I they're still they're alive. I guess
2: you could... Um, and then uh, you... No, they're thing. Yes. Yeah, but
1: then they oh, certainly would dead.
2: Ask, ask David. I don't know anything about sticking sticks. Apart from, but, about from what they look <laughs> like. But I digress, of course. <laughs> there's a certain diversion tactic here going on <laughs> to not answer any questions, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, no Martin, there isn't. Go ahead. <laughs> right, so David had this brilliant idea of, where am I going to keep my photos and then where is he going to keep his password? Because he had um, he had been using the same password for all his accounts and then someone said, ooh, this is a bad idea. So he then thought, am I going to change all these things? How am I going to remember them? Fine. Um, so passwords for his banks, his shopping accounts, his dodgy websites, um, his...
3: What are dodgy websites?
2: Websites who dodge. (laughs) Do websites dodge?
1: Like from bullets and stuff and whatever. I don't know. Indeed. indeed.
2: (laughs) But there is also a different. Fair enough. uh, Convocation meaning for it. (laughs) The beginning. Okay,
1: let's start at the beginning, Martin. These pictures. Yes. Yes. These pictures of stick insects. They are digital. what, yes, that is yes. fair enough, yes. How would they be rated? Are we talking about triple X pictures, like stick insects copulating and stuff? I don't stuff? know. I'll, I'll, Are we talking about innocent pictures, <laughs> like... It, this
2: okay. is a theoretical question. Right? I, I don't know any David. okay. So the idea is basically...
1: <laughs> Are you, you do know <laughs> oh, quite a few Davids, man, don't worry. By the way, do you collect stick <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Martin, don't ask him. You might get offended. Yeah. The David that I'm just thinking about. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, David wants to collect these fo- these cherished photos of stick insects secure somewhere, somewhere and, secure, and,
2: uh, in terms in, in many meanings, right? So, portables. Portable. So portable. He wants to be able to access them anywhere, so he can show them at his uh, at at the yearly stick insect conference. You know, stuff like that, right? Yes.
1: Riveting. So, in that case, uh, I reckon he should put them onto a USB, which is a crypt stick, that is. (laughs) Because we are talking about stick insects, right? (laughs) Okay, uh, no, I mean, a couple of things come to mind. Uh, He can build his own own personal cloud, like an Nextcloud instance, which he can subsequently... Um, secure this or if he, for David, he that? wants to put yeah. these so it depends on the knowledge that David has
2: David just uses the internet or shopping etc
1: ok um, if, if David wants to put these pictures onto a USB stick there are a couple of options he can completely <coughs> secure the USB stick with an encrypted file system or he can partly secure a certain directory um, of offset stick. I assume we are talking about real operating systems like open source ones, like the BSDs okay. of the world, so like his the Linuxes of the David world. Is
2: not familiar with the he has a PC which he has bought in PC world, so which is unlikely to run Linux, right? <laughs> Excellent. Um, it's unlikely to It's not already How many commercial
3: off-the-shelf machines I mean, come with little
1: days Dell a mm-hmm. and some other vendor little System 76. a company, a other company and some other a small bit of a little bit Podcast okay. apparently we, is not open, open source software. We are yeah. not okay. co- yes, yes. W- w- Yeah, we are not considering okay. closed source approaches now. So the first order of business for David is actually to go down to, to go to his local <coughs> luck and reformat the machine and put some open source okay. system operating system on it. Like freeBSD free BSD, like a NetBSD, or push comes to shove, as in worse comes to yes. worse, Linux. If I recall correctly, this podcast is aptly called Linux in okay. Laws. Well, if like I'm completely mistaken, put
2: Linux on your PC. Okay. Um, so,
1: so going so going forward, we assume that David has, in its infinite wisdom, <laughs> okay, cool. installed Linux on his PC okay. instead of some closed source proprietary operating operating system. So, with that, he has quite a uh-huh. few options at his disposal he can, as I said, completely encrypt the USB stick using something like LUX meaning that even below the file system like X2, um, um, 3, or 4 um, you would have an encryption layer or if he chooses to do so he can um, in you, he can encrypt parts like a subdirectory of, uh, of the offsite USB stick um, like um, with the likes of EncFS as encryption F S or encrypt F S. You'll find all of the links in the show notes. How to install these uh, these encryption um, subsystems okay. and, and so how to use are all them.
2: Software solutions, right?
1: Meaning these
2: are all solutions. Okay. Yes, um, correct. He has seen an advert for hardware encrypted USB sticks. What's your opinion on that?
1: If they're proprietary, forget about them because they could contain backdoors. Good point. I uh, mean, um, if if I mean if, if 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 you buy them, I mean, if it's proprietary, you never know you, what the software are you is like.
2: A country, I don't
1: know, <laughs> no, I'm I'm just saying. You've been I speaking mean, to Donald recently. <laughs> I normally don't buy encrypted USB. <laughs> okay. No. Um, I mean, if you buy something that is hardware encrypted, you, you never know what the story is. Uh, take a look at TPM, Trust a platform module. Yes. Uh, you can use it as a fancy keystone and all the rest of it, but at the end of the day, you're looking at a Minix kernel, or Minix base kernel, sorry. Andrew, if you're listening. <laughs> um, Andrew Tanbaum of course. Um, but Intel has done, has, done, has done much more with his Minix um, source code. <coughs> than just um, providing a secure key space or key store. Apparently, um, you can infiltrate up the operating system using TPM. It has its own some sort of it has its own web server of of of, of source or something. So there's much more um, <coughs> that you simply don't see running in uh, running on ring minus one. Okay. If you are using Intel, so kids. Don't try this at home. Don't buy, unless you know what you're doing, unless you buy a USB um, stick where the vendor has open-sourced their hardware encryption that you can basically trust in. Don't buy closed-source um, hardware-encrypted USB, key, USB keys. Rather, put your own um, encrypted file system on it so you have full control. Excellent. That would yeah, be more really advice good. for David. I
3: appreciate
2: that piece of advice that sounds very sensible so uh we have two pieces of advice so far one uh reformat your pc to use a software usb key for as an option for your um now yes now david I've also stick that's pictures cloud as in uh, <laughs> uh not not stuff in sky and he has heard you can put stuff in that now what was your would be your So he was thinking, oh, I'm going to use this cloud, I can put my pictures in there, show them to my conferences, my local user groups.
1: Excellent choice, David, especially if this cloud thing is prefixed with something called Next. Which, for a change, doesn't refer to the line of ancient computer hardware, but rather refers to file syncing software, which is open source. The beauty about this, basically, is you can put it on your own servers,
2: and it's under your full control. uh, David's work has just expanded (laughs) even further than before, having to reformat his machine, go to his local user group, and install his own home server on the cloud. He's no longer your average (laughs) German called David. Um,
1: with wisdom comes responsibility because there's power involved. So yeah, wisdom, power, really responsibility—simple yeah, as that. No, I mean j- jokes. Jo- jokes aside, I mean, if I mean if you use a a service provider like Google, like like Microsoft, like Facebook, um, you only pay some money for the services that you use, but more often than not. Especially if you're using a free an allegedly free service like Facebook, you're paying with you, your data.
2: And well um, I mean what about the I mean, if you take, if you, around it, data at cloud vendors being accessible to the US government, regardless?
1: Indeed. I mean what's well, called privacy shield or something, right? I mean don't worry about this. Uh, if you're using here, a it, cloud yeah. provider of <laughs> of US origin, um, <laughs> if you're using a cloud provider of US origin, never mind whether he he or she or they guarantee rather, they are hosting your data on non US soil. Yeah. here dream on, um, because all their data centers are interconnected. And if the FBI is under the impression they want to take a look at your data, they certainly can, privacy should or not. Um, This is just a legal distraction. Technically, you're open, you're, you're, you're an open book. Unless, and this is basically where the whole thing kicks in, you run your own server, with your own software, with your own infrastructure which you control. Yeah. In that case, foreign security server uh, for for foreign security entities will have very hard time, especially if done correct, of getting to your data. Stick insects are not right there was still a question left about password storage if I'm completely mistaken
2: indeed indeed, so David has many passwords right for his bank his various shopping uh, outlets online his um uh, dodgy websites, etc. Where does he keep them all, so that he doesn't have to remember them, and can access them from many different devices?
1: A valid question indeed. Um, the homegrown solution, and this is kind of a um tried and tested approach, would be to use an open-source password manager like KeePass. Some of the more uh, a more popular password manager. Mm-hmm. By the way, you'll find all. Oh, um, the corresponding links in the show notes, so not so so not to worry about this. Keypass runs on multiple platforms, runs on multiple architectures, and of course, all requires all that all that is required for keyspa- Keypass is essentially a file system location where it, po- it it stores the encrypted password. So essentially, if you set up a nextcloud instance, um, if you then Point key pass to this Nextcloud instances. Instance ideally encrypted in terms of that we discussed before. Um, you have all of the um, passwords at your disposal on each and every device that is supported by Nextcloud, including your mobile devices. Because what you essentially do is you store your passwords on this on, on this Nextcloud instance, and then you download the corresponding files onto the corresponding device and simply point the instance of KeePass running on this device at this location
2: and you're all set Excellent, sounds like a good solution and any alternatives to KeePass?
1: I'm sure there are multiple um, things that come to mind KeePass is probably the most popular one again there are certain cloud-based services, paid and free ones. Personally and I reckon that goes for them as well, David. I wouldn't trust these providers because they are... these passwords would then be, like GlassPass for example these cloud providers basically take your data although they tell you that this is secure, because more often than not the underlying software infrastructure is closed source, you don't know what they're using. They don't know what they're doing with with your data. So bottom line is, if you want to stay in control, do it yourself. Simple.
2: Okay, excellent. Yeah, so I think that leads us to the conclusion that if you want to do anything secure, you run it yourself on your own server.
1: Indeed. Okay. Because the more you
2: give away... The more you
1: lose control. Uh huh. Simple.
2: Yes, agreed. So, okay. So David has has uh, one year later. <laughs> David is running his own uh, server for his uh, file sharing, for his password file, um, for his um, what else is he running? IP security cameras. Uh, his doorbell, obviously. <laughs> Obviously, of course, yes. (laughs) It's most important, yeah. Um, Um, Now, how does he secure
1: all that? Apparently, David has grown up now uh, because if he's running a web server um, uh, for other purposes than just running Nextcloud, apparently that requires uh, an initial approach at how to secure this. The old adage still applies there is no such thing as an unbreakable system. Even systems that are not connected to this cat video file sharing network called the Internet are still okay, are still um, subject to compromise. Because if it's not connected to the Internet, you simply break into the facility where the machine is hosted. Well, now you <laughs> may secure this facility left, right, and center, but that only means raising the bar. So it's just a matter of bankrolling um the project because there is as 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 history shows us, there's no such thing as a secure site. You can only raise the bar. So your average Joe Block doesn't necessarily break into Fort Knox for a reason. Hmm. Because that site Would is heavily secure. But
3: as
0: well. <laughs> uh,
1: that aside, yes. <laughs> But given enough money, given enough time, given enough effort, and these are obviously all equivalent, somebody of course can break into Fort Knox. Never mind the security put around it. So it's like a cat and mouse game. Now needless to say, for doing so there must be a, be a corresponding interest because your ordinary thief wouldn't have the means at his or her disposal to break into Fort Knox because you're looking at I reckon at least seven or eight digits in order to bankroll the project because you're talking about multiple teams sussing out the vicinity taking a close look at the physical security, taking a close look at the policies surrounding Fort Knox and all the rest of it you're you're probably, and this is just a wild guess, you're looking at a year plus Um, so this doesn't come easy but once you're inside Fort Knox, how many billions of dollars are at your disposal then, Martin?
2: A couple of them, right? Oh, it's, the the president, the, the it's, it's the Federal Treasury Reserve. Calls. Yeah, I'm not sure if, if that still happens. Um, so. Is, it's kind of obsolete, isn't it? It's just paper now, yeah. Uh, well, apparently, yeah. some people have
1: tried, but so far all <laughs> have failed for a reason, that is. Yeah.
2: Um, so yes, okay, yep, back yep, to yep, the, subject at, the subject at hand. Indeed. <laughs> indeed so I digress more and Barton gets annoyed in- in- yes in- interesting uh, yeah theory about Fort Knox but yeah, yeah i tempting so that one today the, no not anytime soon exactly
1: <laughs> no you see the, the the whole thing is basically do it with intelligence in terms of before you even sit down and kind of plan your whole endeavor you take a close look at what are the risks at hand how can I mitigate them avoid them or transfer them. This is the usual approach like taking out insurance um, that would be for example um, transferring a risk. Mitigation would be uh, to deploy a firewall or two. So the idea is basically you take a look at your scenario, you take a look at what's at stake and then you intelligently assess the risk attached to each and every item. Exactly. So once you've done this exercise let's take the um, example of a web server or a general domestic infrastructure let's put it this way you should arrive at something called a DMZ architecture outlining the demilitarized zones that you need right from your network router to your crown jewels including firewalls, intrusion detection systems intruding uh, intruding prevention systems and all the rest of them once you've done this, it's just a matter It's just a matter then of securing the various per- parameters and hardening the underlying infrastructures, like the operating system, like any virtual machine that you're using, like any containers that you're deploying, like any firewall systems that are guarding your DMZs, never mind IPSs and IDSs. Once you've done this, you probably have, have raised the bar sufficiently enough that anybody with out the corresponding um, means at his or her, disposal you have probably a very hard time breaking into your system.
2: Right. When you um, (coughs) refer to means here, you mean the actual physical time checking of of these servers.
1: Okay. How would you break into system, Martin? All you have is basically one IP address. What do you do?
2: Scan some ports first. Okay.
1: Excellent idea. What happens then? <laughs> Hang on a minute. You're not supposed to be answering questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Martin. Let's let's flip the... How, how do you say Let's flip the, um, the, the, the table for a bit. Oh, not let's sure, turn the table it. for a bit. Sorry, <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyway, Once you've sorry, done a port scan, yeah. you have what?
2: No, some open ports. Yes. And well, if you do
1: it intelligently, you also have the services, including the version numbers behind these ports. hmm this is your first attack vector because now, depending on the information, you can deploy a couple of threats in terms of how can I break into Apache version two point four point something with the particular patch level? What is the attack surface? Right. Once you've got this out, you are—I well, wouldn't say you are halfway there—but you have at least made a first foray into the network.
2: So here. Important point here is really is to keep your uh, all your software patch right now because of the very important, n- yes. known CVEs ne- and stuff. And,
1: uh, the, and the beauty is, of course, open source. The open source world gives you a foray, really, a comprehensive array of infra- software infrastructure to harden your system. It starts by hardened operating systems, like Linux, of course, comes to mind. Um, you have various firewalls at your disposal, most of them would be table space, and then you have a whole tool chest of tools, ranging from SNORT, which is a network-based IDS right up to something called fail-to-ban, never mind PSAT two tools which are able to analyze log files and based on the information found in these log files in the case of fail-to-ban, basically ban IP addresses and the third tool is PSAT, basically something <coughs> that is able to detect even port scanning if PSAT detects in a scan attempt it will block the corresponding IP, t- uh, IP address using again IP tables or NF tables going forward so the ecosystem is quite comprehensive SNORT essentially, which is again a popular IDS takes a look at the, traf- at the network traffic on the network layer flowing, you, flowing you through your system So, if you, for example, attack an SSH server, an secure shell server, with a certain payload, depending on the patch level, chances are this SSH instance is vulnerable and will let you into the system without proper um, authentication. This is a network-level attack, relying on a malformed network packet. In contrast to this tools like fail-to-ban essentially analyze log files and if they come to the conclusion that you're trying to break into the system will again ban your IP address. Let's continue the example of SSH if the SSH server log has a certain number of authorization failed entries fail-to-ban will immediately use IP tables to block the corresponding ID uh, sorry IP address uh-huh. these are two different levels of uh, different levels of of um, attack prevention and again the open source world is at your disposal with regards to a very comprehensive set of, of of software of software infrastructure ready to be deployed it's just a matter of again analyzing your attack surface sussing out what, is, what has to be hardened and to what level it has to be hardened and then deploying the corresponding software infrastructure to make this secure.
2: Indeed. Um, however, um, just uh, interesting um, uh, perspective on SSH servers and uh, dealing with attacks on certain services. Would we not consider uh, running a VPN instead for things like SSH? or file sharing that are not necessarily required to be publicly accessible by um, anybody but the uh, system owner.
1: Again I mean using commercial VPN service you don't know what's behind it. Do they lock your IP address when you connect to them? Most, I'm glad to believe, most of the free uh, VPN services do this. So you might as well not bother because when somebody knocks on you, when what somebody knocks on their doors, and they hand over the locks, that's that for secu- for, for for security. You're much better off using in that case. You're much better off using something like Tor, as in the Onion Router, which is a really anonymizing what network, in contrast to your n- commercial VPN provider. Uh
2: huh. No, I, no, I mean, unless you're running your own uh, VPN.
1: Of course, needless to say, yes, you can run your own VPN server. Two very popular tools come to mind: OpenVPN, which is slightly more cumbersome to set up, and in contrast to this, WireGuard, which is probably the latest addition to the to the ecosystem, as in the the new on the block. Essentially, it's a um, a VPN that is all that all, all. that is, that is that it requires basically is a key pair as, okay. as, in a, as in a public key infrastructure okay. based VPN that is, print, that is pretty simple to set up even somebody called Linus Torvalds has given his blessings to the addition of the corresponding crypto code to the latest kernel version if memory is anything to go by So WireGuard is now officially sanctioned. Needless to say, you can get WireGuard also for non-Linux systems. There's a user land implementation in place for OS X, and I understand that there is something called Borington that is a re-implementation of WireGuard written in Rust, funny enough, that also runs on Windows, um, if memory serves correct. Okay,
2: good stuff. Right, so I think... Would you like to summarise the? Oh, I'll, let, let me do that. So, um, so in short, your David, Dave, David, David, yes, David, <laughs> yes. David, 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 decided. David, <laughs> let me give you a start, Mark. David decided to uh, uh, reinstall his machine in Linux. He decided to uh, run store his <clears throat> stick insect photos on a um, uh, uh, secured USB stick, software encrypted. Fine. Uh, he then decides to start running his own web server so he can run Nextcloud for file sharing. And uh, he is going to add um, some level of intrusion detection uh, through PSAD and uh, field to ban things like that. Okay, and finally, um, he is a happy man.
1: Yes, don't forget to um that David will actually put the crown jewels into the cellar. <coughs> beyond the moat. Moti, moat, whatever. Moat, Moats, it's moat yeah, right? Exactly. And David also will get some pair of uh, some pair of um sabre <coughs> to put into the cellar close to the crown jewels. This is called raising the bar.
2: Raising the bar, yes. Um so if that's a good tip for our listeners, if you are very attached to your uh, privateness of your stick insect pictures. Get a pair of saber tooth spiders and a cellar. Especially <laughs> if if
1: if if these stick insects in the pictures are copulating, because in that case they would be rated
2: triple X, right? I don't know. Nature programs triple x <laughs> I don't uh, think. So. Probably, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, Gosh, uh,
1: where did the time go? <laughs>
2: there you go. That wasn't that hard, was it?
1: now david uh, sorry no, no, no martin, sorry, no david, <laughs> sorry, no Martin, really? uh, anyway, it doesn't matter now, martin or slash David knows how to do it properly,
2: does he, okay, I'm sure he's very happy about that
1: <laughs> excellent <laughs> um any concluding remarks, Martin, before we finish off this episode, I think, apart from the feedback which we're going to do in a minute,
2: I think there's a bit of work to do to um. Uh, convert people to, to this open source cause, right? It's so, um, your as as we started out with your average David, who goes to PC World to buy his PC, or even uh, the bookshop, whatever, uh, or you buy their PC, um, yeah. From from there to running your own Linux server is probably quite a big step. So, what are you going to do about educating the masses?
1: Lo- just join your Linux, your local <laughs> Linux user group. Simple. Blatant commercial... Uh, um, what's what I'm looking for? Um, interlude, exactly. <laughs> uh, there are still Linux user groups around. Just check the uh, cat video network, also known as Internet. There's a luck near you. Um, these lucks have one big advantage. The chaps or the gals or the people down there in general are more then eager to help you to lead you to the path of righteousness. So. As in foregoing with your closed source operating system putting some open source alternative on that machine, including all the bells and whistles, depending on your specific requirements. So as a matter of fact, and then it's just basically down to choosing the right distribution, I can recall seeing somebody installing mar- uh, installing Linux Mint which is a popular distribution based on Ubuntu, um, within 15 minutes on this SSD based Dell XPS 13. Um, so it, ju- it was just a matter of basically reformatting the partition, um, putting um, a Mint based, uh, um, a Linux um, Mint based stick into the USB um, port, and then the rebooting the, the machine. And within 15 minutes, the base operating system was installed on that laptop. So it's not a big deal. Um, especially with beginner-friendly distributions like uh, Linux Mint, like maybe even like maybe even Ubuntu, yeah. it's not that complicated at the end of the day. There's something called DistroWatch, Um the website I think is DistroWatch.org. You'll find the link in the show notes. Just take a look at it and pick a distribution of choice. It's not that
2: hard. Excellent. There we are. We have converted the world to Linux. How does that sound?
1: Not too bad. (laughs) You have some feedback on the stand?
2: I do, I do. So do, I I do. I, so do you. Okay. Uh, well, why don't I? Shall I start, or do you want to start? Yes, please do. Okay. Uh, well, this is not actually feedback. This is um, an email from uh, Dennis in accounts, uh, our C, yes. us, our CFO, and um, he's very happy with the. Uh, do we have a CFO? We do. Did you not? Know, did you not know Dennis? No. Dennis. Anyway, d- no, let me let me you? let me introduce you to did Dennis. He's our CFO. He's in charge of the monies.
1: How come that we have a CFO and, and I don't know about it, Martin? Did you hire him personally?
2: Well, yes. Otherwise, it would be some (laughs) dodgy character. Get my approval? Are you you serious? (laughs) Some dodgy character
3: that (laughs) would steal all (laughs) our money. Martin, or
1: would this be Dennis, your cousin, as in the one far down from the country? no, 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 no. no. This
2: this is Dennis, uh, experienced (laughs) CFO, run five hundred startups, raised two billion dollars, whatever. Something like that. Oh, oh, I, feel, <laughs> I feel I had it coming up. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, but go so, ahead. Anyway. So <laughs> de- Dennis has seen the lights and decided that Linux In Laws is the future after doing uh, all the previous uh, startup companies where he made millions of monies. He thinks Linux In Laws is the next big thing. So he's, he's decided oh, to um, to join, to join us if. to look after our money. There we go.
1: If if he, if if he has billions, or of or or of our f- lack of money, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I beats me. I, anyway, d- carry on, Martin. Right. that's all yes. the final details?
2: Final details. So, Dennis, our CFO, he has um, emailed uh, both you and I. So, I suggest you check your email. I didn't email. get that mail, but anyway, well, pro- no, I it didn't would get this. Probably help if you actually read it at some point. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Why don't you
1: read it for me, Martin? <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: I'll read it for you. Okay. So, Dennis says, um, uh, "Dear hosts." very pleased with the sponsorship of Regan Bogen Escorts um, however the sponsorship amount that they are bringing in uh, the whole total of 100 euros is not really uh, adding up to enough to cover Chris's bill with Regan Bogen Escorts uh, there are some items here with an invoice for a Pauline uh, Sophia <laughs> Uh, this is lame. Um So this this total of this this invoice comes to about three thousand euros. So our, our hundred euros sponsorship is not really making up for this. Um, I suggest you either one uh, get a better sponsor or two um, consider your expenses again. <laughs> or, or there, there, uh, Martin, there will which be is more than <laughs> interesting because this, this uh, is, this well this.
1: apparently Dennis doesn't know this yet. Uh-huh. But, after the last, um, feedback that Emma wrote in, basically, I changed this, um, corporate account to my personal one. So any, oh, okay. any so, services so, um, rendered I'm, I'm sure by, by Escort sh- is now coming out of my own pocket. I'm, so I'm sure Dennis, Dennis will shouldn't worry will be about pleased.
2: it. Okay. Okay. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear That only leaves us with a small 5,000 euro deficit. <laughs>
1: I'm sure, I'm sure we can, we can come up with the money somehow. And if it's just you standing on street corners and telling your body, that's okay by me.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, I, I think. Any I, other I think, feedback you might have, I think have, that might Martin? be quite successful, but I, 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 I will delegate that one to you personally. Okay, fair enough.
1: All, all for the greater Any, good. Anything else that was in the mailbox?
2: There was more in the mailbox, but this was Dennis's feedback. Why don't you go next? Okay, I'll, 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 uh, I'll, okay. do, I'll do the other yes. uh, two shortly. Uh,
1: very good. Where is it? Okay. Emma wrote in. She's Congratulations a to Martin's re- Can reg- I finish this, please? Regular
2: listener, isn't she? <laughs> Absolutely, Martin.
1: But let me, just let me finish this. Okay. Emma uh-huh. Congratulations to Martin's new endeavor in the adult entertainment industry. Glad to hear that I could be of assistance to get him started, but sad to hear that the IT industry eventually wasn't for him, as he told me during one of his last visits. Too bad that such an apparent talent is finally lost to the social passion, which is known as open source. But... I am confident that he will make his mark in the delicate realm known as grown-up fantasies. Also, as he's done numerous times before, if his legend is anything to go by, may the Force be with him wherever his road may take him. Please tell him that I'm always there for him, should he need further help and support. Never mind a lovely discount on all services rendered. Martin, you have certainly left an impression with Emma. Very, very nice of her. Excellent. Indeed. And Dennis will be glad to hear. I'm not like entirely sure how this is related if I, if to I, the should, show, but <laughs> if I should change this back to a corporate account, no Dennis will be glad to hear that apparently now you're for you, now you're in for a lovely discount ah, and on all services rendered. She writes, Martin, do tell more.
2: Well, discounts are always good, but sponsorship is better, right? Let's, uh, yeah. Do you
1: have Do you have a website now, basically?
2: Do I have a if website? You, you no, no, I don't yes. have a website. Um,
1: so, how do you promote yourself in the adult entertainment industry if you don't have a website?
2: I think probably Emma has the wrong <laughs> Martin. <laughs> that's that's always a possibility. <laughs>
1: no, I mean she. I mean she didn't say Martin Visser, but there's only one Martin basically availing or you, who used to avail of a corporate account coming from Linux in and That would be you.
2: Right. Right. Okay.
1: Uh, so uh, I don't know, um, but certainly. So this GPU database outfit wasn't for you, eventually.
2: It's doing quite, quite nicely, thank you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do they know about your um, what's I call the kind of secret existence?
2: My secret existence. It's um, a good question. In the ad- question. entertainment industry. I could ask you the same about Reddit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Redis uh, for for those uh, few listeners who don't know what Redis is. I don't is, think Redis that's part open. of
2: the contract, is it? Do you have any sidelines in adult Entertainment? <laughs> I, I do not, Martin. You don't know, <laughs> no, oh, neither do I. That's all right. No, but and and I'm not too sure if how how Redis features
1: in here because Redis, as we probably all know, is an open source BSD licensed, no in memory database. It's debatable, but yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, it's not. <laughs> that's, that's not good right now. Oh, Martin. Martin has a lot of <coughs> work. to do, apparently. <coughs> Sorry. Okay.
2: B- um, by the way, yeah. Dennis is
1: not looking after your books now, is he? I'm just checking. No, he's
2: looking after our books.
1: That's good. So you have your own accountant if you are starting off in the adult entertainment industry.
2: I don't know. Do you need one? Why don't, you t- uh, uh, yeah, well. why don't we do a special <laughs> on Chris's exploits in the adultainment industry? <laughs> <laughs> How to set up your accounts and your website. That websites. would
1: be a, a 10 seconds <laughs> episode because there aren't
2: any money. Oh, I see. I see. Excellent.
1: <laughs> in contrast to other people, uh-huh. if Emma, if Emma's Law is anything to go by.
2: Emma's Law. Brilliant. Back on to on. the remaining feedback. Yes. The final feedback is from Brona. Who's Brona? So Brona wrote in saying, um, back in 1993, I was going through college uh, nurses college in dublin and um oh during <laughs> during this time i met a uh, a lovely chap called chris we used to call him uh, little chris uh, so i think of him quite fondly sometimes there was he was going through similarly going through college um on some eu grant which he used to mainly spend on myself and my friends to support my income <laughs> i had to do very <laughs> <laughs> outside of study <laughs> activities, excellent. <laughs> uh-huh. um, My past
1: <laughs> is ugly, apparently. Um,
2: I have to say that uh, he was a lovely, Bro- lo- brother, lovely you, guy. Brona, you
1: did sign the NDA. You remember this, right? Yeah. And technically, you are in violation of the non-disclosure. He's fine.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't think Brona is. She's after fame and fortune now. And she, <laughs> <laughs> think, so. Good luck to you, brother <laughs> Uh, I think breaking the NDA is worth being on the next <laughs> <end>.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but that's my personal opinion anyway.
2: <laughs> anyway, so Brona Br- Br- no. continues. Um, yeah, so little Chris, a uh, le- uh, lovely little fellow. Um, some of her requests were a little bit obscure, even for me, having been uh, <clears throat> having doing this uh, sideline for a while to get myself through college. Sideline? of, of uh, making money, um, by not, by doing outside of study activities.
1: You mean, you mean, you mean, you mean Martin, Martin Viss's speciality as an ad- adult entertainment? I
2: don't, I don't know. She refers to you as Little Chris, so I'm not sure adults are involved. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm lost anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, uh, so she continues. On, <laughs> um, yes. So Little Chris, lovely little fellow. His, some of his requests were a little bit odd, um, uh, I won't go into too many details because I know this is, uh, even though this is an X-rated show, I, d- I don't really want to uh, s- well, spill okay. the beans on, on on radio, and I, I haven't quite forgotten about the NDA. Um, <laughs> very good. <laughs> however, um, there was one occasion, which I will uh, enlighten, which um, was a very specific list. So So Chris just had his monthly EU payment, and he said... Oh, I really like you, Bona. But can I can we get your friends Chloe and Shannon involved as well in this activity? Because this is <laughs> something that I really want to uh, um, experience while I'm at college in Dublin in 1994.
1: Now it all comes back. You <laughs> talking about the comic artist, <laughs> right? As in the cartoon artist. Yeah, I can remember that actually. Okay. Um, there were th- four girls. Which we we, say, we had a lovely afternoon, and then they saw that. Stuff to Marvel and made a fortune of it.
2: <laughs> I see. Are, are you not thinking of charlie's angels or something? <laughs> no, not. Okay. Let's check.
1: But it. But it's interesting, Brona, that you come back after all these years because I almost had, had completely <coughs> forgotten about you. So
2: why did she have to write in the uh to uh, do cartoons?
1: Because there was more than one Brona. <laughs>
2: Ah, there's multiple Bronas. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yes. (laughs) Right. Well, I suspect we'll get uh, further emails. Uh, So any other Bronas out there, feel free to write to feedback at Linux. (laughs) (laughs) To spill the beans.
1: (laughs) Bronas, just in case you remember me, (laughs) most of the time there would be an NDA in place, just just don't forget to check this before you write in any letters to linuxinlaws.eu. Excellent. Anything else you want to <laughs> discuss, Martin, <laughs> while we're on this subject? I think
2: there's probably enough feedback for today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um, on, on, on to the much more important stuff, namely the upcoming Halloween episode. Halloween? Yes, Whoa. lassies, yes, lassies and chaps. There will be a special Halloween episodes penciled in for uh, funny enough <laughs> for the 31st or around the 31st of October and for this we need your questions because the idea is never mind how gory these questions are we will have no censorship actually for this episode so anything goes just as long as it's open source related just send the uh, just send your questions in and we will do our best to answer them excellent and that was the teaser for our upcoming Halloween special okay. The Linux-in-laws would like to thank Rainbow Escorts for their continued support of this podcast. With more than 30 years of continued service to the FOSS community and way beyond, Rainbow Escorts has more than just deserved a reputation of going the extra mile in terms of pleasuring the masses and then some. No aim too far or peak too high. We even cater for niche groups such as grumpy old coders. Just reach out for a quotation and leave the rest to us. And here's your voucher URL, rainbow-escorts.com forward slash grumpy minus old minus coders. Enjoy. This podcast is licensed under the latest version of the Creative Commons license, type attribution share alike. Credits for the intro music go to Blue Sea Roosters for the song Solid market to Twin Flames for their piece called The Flow, used for the segment intros, and finally to Celestial Ground for their song Sweet Justice, used by the Dark Side. You find these and other ditties licensed under CC at Germando, a website dedicated to liberate the music industry from choking copyright legislation and other crap concepts. now.
2: Yes. Good morning. So, on to the feedback. Feedback.
1: Yeah, what? Yeah, feedback, Martin. Okay, <laughs> cut. <this> <laughs> cut. Yes, Martin. Feedback. Okay, on to the feedback. Yes. Arrah. On to the feedback, Martin. Thank God I can edit this afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, well, you have
3: some it feedback. De- it depends uh, if you're in the post-production. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I, yes, I am doing this. <laughs> this this will make for some great outtakes. Anyway, it doesn't matter. On to the feedback. On to the Mr. feedback.
2: Visitor. Yes. Okay. You have... Uh, Okay, shall we move on to the next feedback?
1: <laughs> please, please Martin. <laughs> okay, I have Go a ahead. Um, Make uh, me dead.
2: Yes. So, uh following up from from our brilliant episode on IT security, David has written in and saying uh, uh, uh I I know you is being a uh, uh an open source podcast. However, as is being a good idea to do the Stick insect episode, please
1: um which is funky because we are we have just done this episode. How can David ride in <coughs> if this feedback part is par- is coming right after the i t security thing, Martin,
2: yes, but David sent two, two I, emails I, in a cook session, <laughs> did you not?
1: why don't you read your email <laughs> I, I didn't get an email, Martin. I think he just made you should you should, you're you're sh- just making you this read up. the feedback
2: <laughs> <in> email <laughs> in mailbox sometimes. As well as the one from Accounts.
3: <laughs> or, or do you weird. need a PA, perhaps? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think the only person in, in dire need of a PA is you, Martin. <laughs> That's beside the point. Uh-huh. Um, I think we should cut this out, <laughs> because it doesn't make much sense. But anyway. Oh, it is, it, okay, it, it um, matter, is yeah. there anything else we should talk about? Um, yes, upcoming episodes. Upcoming People. episode? Yes, a um, there is...
2: I thought you had. No, no, no. There's another feedback. Did you? Did you when, why do you not eat your meal? I don't. I, I didn't get these
3: mails. You didn't get these
1: meals. There's obviously no. something
2: wrong with your mail system. What are you running this on?
1: <laughs> no, know, as <it's>, <laughs> a matter of fact, and does it, it works. Does it, it work? Works quite well. Thank you very much. <laughs> have
2: you, do you have too many too many filters on that? Perhaps. No. <laughs> hmm. I'm sure. But anyway, um, the 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 email. Uh, so onto the, the remaining feedback.